All the world's eyes may be on Ohio today, where election returns could decide who will be the next president of the United States. All eyes, that is, except perhaps those of a few thousand cetologists, who may instead be consumed by today's issue of the journal Current Biology. Cetologists are people who study whales. You knew that, of course. And in the world of whale science, the news today is big. The story comes from New Zealand, where scientists for the first time have identified remains of what they say is the world's rarest whale. It is so rare, in fact, that so far as we know, no one has ever seen one alive. Rochelle Constantine is a lecturer in biology at the University of Auckland in New Zealand. She was part of a team of scientists who identified two whale carcasses that washed up on a beach in that island country two years ago. And uh, Dr. Constantine, you have found the Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster of whales. (laughs) Well, I guess so. It was quite a surprise for us. I, I guess the first specimen being found way back in 1872 off New Zealand and then one again in 1950, and then the most recent one in uh, 1986 off Chile. There, there weren't many. All of those were just skull fragments, so they tell, weren't. Tell me what they are. What are they called? Uh, the the whale is called the spade-toothed beaked whale, and so it's one of a group of 21 whales known as the beaked whales. And uh, New Zealand, we have 13 of these have been found in New Zealand. So it's not unusual for New Zealand to have beaked whales, but it was certainly unusual to find the two first whole specimens of this particular species. Now, I I have to say my first thought was, how can there be a species identified that no one has actually ever seen before? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Thanks to the the wonders of of modern genetics work. We were um, many years ago, uh, Professor Scott Baker, who was at the University of Auckland at the time, had a student looking at the genetics of beaked whales. And she was able to take DNA from these bone, uh, basically drilling bone and getting bone dust and using that to extract the DNA and was able to link these three separate um, specimens together and go, these are actually one species. And so Anton van Helden, who's also a co-author on the paper, wrote that up, that initial paper back in 2002, describing what we knew, the little bit we knew about the spade-tooth-beaked whale. And so we've added to that. So so this is all kind of uh, scientists putting two and two together and coming up with this particular whale. Absolutely. It's, it's sort of, you know, it's forensic kind of work, I guess, really, um, but for conservation purposes. And, you know, the nice thing with technologies always developing is that scientists are able to use them in a bunch of different ways. And in our case, we use them to identify animals on the beach that we we may or may not be able to to tell who they are. And in this case, you know, um, originally they were thought to be the Gray's beaked whale, which is a very commonly stranded beaked whale in New Zealand. But it uh, turned out that that's not who they were. They were they were spade-toothed beaked whales. You mean two years ago when they were first found? Yeah, that's right. So mm. it was New Year's Eve um, in 2010 when they, they washed up. So New Zealand's quite preoccupied with everything else on New Year's Eve. Um, yeah. <laughs> doing a bit of science. It's summer down there, so it's nice and warm and we're, we're at the beaches. But we have this co- kind of neat pro- program in New Zealand where people, um, if they find a dead cetacean on the beach or even a live one, they'll call up the Department of Conservation they sort of go out to the beach. They, um, if the animals are dead, they take a sample of it, some measurements, um, various other bits and pieces, and a few photos. And then they send that sample to our lab, and we create this tissue archive of over two thousand specimens now of of whales and dolphins that have washed up on our shores. And so, um, you know, they did the usual thing. They're wandering along the beach New Year's Eve, find these whales, report them. 
and um, and yeah, the sample got sent to us, and we processed it a few months later. Um, you know, we tend to get a little clump of them together and then do them in all, all in one go. So we, we got a very big surprise when the results came back clearly that these were spade-tooth-beaked whales. That must have been pretty exciting for you guys. It was, it was. So Kristen Thompson, who's the lead author on the paper, she she um, is uh, now a master's student of ours, and she uh, she did the extract, the original extraction, and she sort of called me and said, hey, come and have a look at this. And we both went quiet, which is unusual for us. So we sort of looked at it and was like, <laughs> Okay. And so um, I said, run it again. We knew it wasn't contamination because it had been a long time since the last one had been through our lab. So uh, no, she ran it again. It was very clearly a beaked whale. And then we sent it off to Scott for confirmation and and the rest sort of sprang into action. It must have been a little frustrating for you, though, because um, as, as you say, people didn't know what it was uh, when, when the whales first washed up on shore and they just buried the carcasses. So you you didn't get them for quite a while. No, that's right. I mean, it's standard protocol to to bury the carcasses. You know, they are a public health issue if they're lying on beaches where people are. So, um, you know, at the time, as I said, you know, they didn't know what they had. And, and you know, graze-beaked whales are quite common. So, you know, there was no... Um, I get, you know, there was no ill will in right. them doing what they did. But thankfully, um, Anton van Hilden, who's the um, curator of marine mammals at Te Papa Tongarewa, our national museum, he was able to... Uh, talk with the local Māori because they have a say in, in what happens with the samples and the whales. And, and you know, we, we have a lot of a really good partnerships between government and all sorts of agencies and scientists and Māori. And they, they kindly gave permission for the carcasses to be exhumed. And so now Anton has those um, carcasses at Te Papa and he will be able to have a look in more detail at them. Which So not all is lost and, and it's, it's good that we were able to get the carcasses back. You know, if we don't know all that much about the spade-toothed beaked whale, um, we don't know how many there are and, and so on, how do you know it's the rarest whale in the world rather than uh, <laughs> maybe it's just the shyest whale in the world? <laughs> well, that's very – that's possible. Anything is possible. I think, um, you know, that title was, was suggested, I think, because this is the whale in the world we know the least about. You know, we and, know. and how is that? How How is it that it's so rare? Yeah, well, there's one of two possibilities. I mean, there's probably more than the two, but two possibilities that we knock around. The one is that that these whales are rare, that there aren't many of them. And that's known. There are populations of whales and dolphins around the world that are quite small, have always been small and localized and exist quite happily unless there's some you know, threat to them and they'll persist. So that may be the case. The other possibility is that they live out in the sort of deep, ocean waters, which beaked whales do. They, they tend to be a deep water species. They dive deep for long periods of time, feeding on squids and mesopelagic fishes. So it may well be that these whales are just so far from shore that they live and die out in the open ocean, and we never see them and until these you know very rare cases when they actually come near to shore. So it may, that may be the case. Um, they are not particularly you know boat positive animals as a, a general rule. But, you know, to be honest, I mean, having only these five samples in, you know, around about 100 and 140 years, is, that's really low. That's an incredibly um, small number of specimens when you, you consider how many others wash up around the world. So we don't know. One of the things that I guess our work, we hope, you know, triggers around the world is that people report you know, carcasses from on the beaches throughout the world and that, you know, sort of other agencies 
start an archive like ours because it may be that this baby-toothed beaked whale is washing up somewhere else. It's just no one knows it because it's not reported. We doubt it, but that may be a possibility. Well, I, I wonder if you think there might be other whales out there that no one has ever has ever seen at all, even as a carcass or, or just a bunch of bones. No reason why not. I think one of the things that, you know, as a, as a marine scientist, um, one of the things that always amazes me is how little we know about the ocean. You know, we, we have a massive ocean. Our planet is mostly ocean. And yet we have so little knowledge about what's out there. I mean, this animal, this female, she was 5.3 meters long. She's an enormous animal, really. You know, there, there's something you'd like to think you will have noticed. Yeah, exactly. Yet, uh, it's hard. I, I... I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I, I just find it incredible that there can be these humongous things in the oceans out there and we don't even know they exist. Absolutely. And, and you know, these ones we, we know about. I mean, at least the marine mammals have to come to the surface to breathe from time to but time. But you've never seen one. Nope, that's right. Not knowingly ever seen one. And and that's the thing. I mean, that's, I guess, the great thing about this is the few photos that we do have, we actually now know what this animal looks like. So at least now we know what we're looking for. That's a good start. I, I just I just have this picture of that hazy humped image of the Loch Ness Monster, that, that, <laughs> the, the spade toothed beaked whale. Yeah, well, these two were very much alive not long before they were found. So, and you know, and we do joke about it, but you know, given one of them was a calf, there's a dad out there somewhere. So that's a good, good thing. Right. Oh, right. Of course, you actually saw the uh, somebody saw the um, carcass itself. That's right. So we do, you know, we do have the two carcasses. So, well, you know, photos of them. Right. So at least we have some photos of them. The, initially, they were sort of misidentified, like I said, as the com more common grey-speaked whale. So one of the, the reasons why there's been a little bit of time between us processing the samples and, and you know, reporting our findings is, is that we went through and checked all of the, you know, roughly 160 samples that we have of grey-speaked whale, just in case one had been misidentified. But that wasn't the case. You know, all of those were greys. And these are still, as far as we know, the only two um, ever seen whole specimens of this species of whale, which is pretty neat. Rochelle Constantine is a lecturer in biology at the University of Auckland in New Zealand. She was a member of the team that identified the remains of what are thought to be two members of the world's rarest whale species, the spade-toothed beaked whale, that two washed up on the beach in New Zealand. Doctor, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for your interest.